0: I'm really happy to be with you this evening in your homes as we gather to just have a brief devotional thought about the light of Christ for your darkest days. If you just bow your heads for a moment, let's pray together. Father, I do believe this is a very special night. There's so much anticipation. Our kids are so excited. Uh, All the adults are just so ready for the festivities, for the gatherings, for the reflections they're going to have on what Christmas means to them. I pray that tonight will just enhance that as we think about the light of Jesus Christ. In your name I pray, amen. You know, the darkest day of the year, the one with the least amount of sunlight, is December 21st, just a few days ago. It marks the solstice, the beginning of winter in the northern hemisphere. The winter solstice is the shortest day and the longest night of the year. Hence the origin of the word solstice, which is Latin from solstitium from sol, which means sun, and stistium, which means a stoppage. What that means is the darkest, longest nights of the entire year occur during the Christmas season. The American astronomer and astrophysicist Carl Sagan once wrote this, Our planet is a lonely speck in the great enveloping cosmic dark. Our world is just a pale blue dot suspended in the lonely blackness of space. Across the vast blackness of the Milky Way alone would take a 100,000 years, and that's traveling at the speed of light. Darkness is our universe's reality. Whenever I think of light and darkness, I often think of the painter Thomas Kincaid, who I mentioned in the series we just completed. Thomas Kincaid's paintings of well-lit country homes and gardens led to a commercial empire that was said to generate $100 million a year in sales. It's been estimated that one home out of every 20 in the U.S. owns a Thomas Kincaid painting. But Kincaid's mother was a single parent, struggling to raise three kids and make ends meet. Due to the long hours she had to put in at work, Kincaid was used to coming home to a dark and lonely house. It's out of the darkness of his past that Kincaid would always paint his houses with the lights on. In fact, many say Kincaid had an obsession with light and he feared the dark. One thing's for sure, Kincaid struggled with a deep inner darkness of his own. For years, Thomas Kincaid battled alcoholism. It was his way of dealing, or maybe not dealing, with his past and his pain. Eventually, he died of a fatal combination of alcohol and volume in 2012. 2012. Thomas Kincaid is not exceptional when it comes to dealing with darkness. There's a darkness we all have to do battle with something else about our past that has wounded us, something in our present that our way of dealing or not dealing with it, something we fear about the future that we can't come to terms with. You know, in the Old Testament, the prophet Isaiah has something hopeful to say to those of us who find ourselves in a dark place. He tells us that the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Lights are always a symbol of hope. A person who's lost in a dark cave turns a corner and and is relieved to see a Ray of sunlight breaking through a crack. A person lost in a dark forest instantly feels hope when they see someone with a flashlight coming through the woods. A child who's afraid of the dark feels safer with a nightlight. Christmas makes sense only if you know what it's like to walk through dark times. When you don't know what's going on. When you can't find your way. When you're not seeing life for what it is and you feel like you've lost your way. You know, I have this condition. It's called Meniere's disease. It's a hereditary condition that attacks the balance nerve of the inner ear. In 97% of cases, it only affects one ear, which is true for me, my left ear. Meniere's has three main symptoms. First, your hearing is immediately diminished in the affected ear when you have an attack. Eventually, Meniere's will make me deaf in that affected ear. But besides the hearing loss, there's two other symptoms that go along with it. One is extreme vertigo, and here's the best part uncontrollable vomiting. Fortunately, I, have to happen, I happen to have a great doctor who's found a way to stop the vertigo and the throwing up. Through a series of injections of a neurotoxin directly into my inner ear, he was able to kill the balance nerve in that left ear. It took about eight shots over the course of about two and a half years, but once the balance nerve was completely destroyed, I had no more of the debilitating attacks. Now, I still have a balance nerve in my right ear, which means I haven't totally lost my sense of balance, but my eyes have to help compensate for the loss of the one balance nerve. What that means is I don't do really well in dark environments. I need to be able to see the horizon to maintain my balance, but without light, I lose my balance much more easily. So probably more than the average person, I'm acutely aware of how much I need light. I do best when I'm walking in the light and not in the darkness. Which also happens to be true about my spiritual life. Listening to listen to these opening verses from the Gospel of John. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. This verse is talking about Christ coming into the world, that he was the life, and that life was actually the light of all all of us people. But it also tells us that Christ's light shines in the darkness and the darkness could not overcome it. Did you know that light has an absolute power over darkness? If you open a door between a well-lit room and a completely darkened room, the room that's filled with light doesn't suddenly get darker. Instead, the darkened room becomes lighter, because darkness can't overcome light. Light is always more powerful than darkness. In fact, all the darkness in the vastness of space that Carl Sagan talked about it couldn't extinguish the light from a single match. Darkness is incapable of putting out light. Jesus is the light shining in this dark world. And even though you may be tempted to think that the darkness you've had to face in your life is so great that the light can't reach into it, I'm telling you, there's no darkness that exists that has greater power than light. In fact, light is a major theme of Scripture. The Bible says in 1 John God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. The very first command that God ever gave in creation was, let there be light. Jesus Himself once said, I am the light of the world. That's John 8:12. And just so you know, light is the very reason for Christmas. At least that's what Jesus taught. Jesus said, I've come as a light to shine in this dark world, so that all who put their trust in me will no longer walk in darkness. In 1 Samuel 22:29, we read, You, Lord, are my light. You dispel my darkness. This is what Christ literally did on the cross. When Jesus was crucified, darkness engulfed the whole area between noon and three o'clock in the afternoon. His body was taken from the cross and placed in the complete darkness of a sealed tomb. But the Bible says on the first day of the week, an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and rolled back the stone. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The dazzling light of God's power came into that tomb and it was more powerful than the darkness of death. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He's the light and the life of this world. But there's one more thing I want to point out about this, and it's all about the role that we play. In John chapter 1, John plays up this theme of how Christ coming into the world is the thing that brought light into this dark world. And then he writes this about John the Baptist. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. You and I, we're not the light. Like John, we're here to bear witness to the light of God. He's the light. The light you see in us is just a reflection of his light. Dr. Alexander Papaderos, he was in a room full of people. He was giving a lecture. After already having answered just a lot of questions that came from the audience, he asked if anyone had one final question before they were dismissed. And an audience member asked, yeah, what's the meaning of life? And everybody laughed, and then they stood up to leave. But Papaderos held up his hand, and he stilled the room. And he looked at the gentleman who'd asked the question, trying to discern whether or not he was serious. He then said, I'll answer your question. He took out his wallet, and he fished out of his wallet a very small round mirror, about the size of a quarter. He said, when I was a small child during the war, we were very poor, and we lived in a remote village. One day on the road, I found the broken pieces of a mirror. A German motorcycle had been wrecked in that place. I tried to find all the pieces and put them back together, but it wasn't possible. So I kept only the largest piece, this one. And by scratching it on a stone, I made it round. I began to play with it as a toy and became fascinated by the fact that I could reflect light into dark places where the sun would never shine, in deep holes in crevices and dark closets. It became a game for me to get light into the most inaccessible places I could find. I kept the little mirror all the years I was growing up. I would take it out in idle moments and continue playing the game. As I became a man, I grew to understand that this was not just a child's game, but a metaphor for my life. I came to understand that I'm not the light or the source of the light. I'm a fragment of a mirror whose whole design and shape I do not know. Nevertheless, with what I have, I can reflect light into the dark places of this world, into the black places in the hearts of men, and change some things in some people. This is the meaning of my life. Ultimately, that's what we're to do with the Christmas message. You and I reflect the light of Christ into the dark places of this world. So even though we're in the darkest days of the year, we light candles, we decorate our homes and trees with Christmas lights. Everything about this year is a celebration of the fact that light has come to dispel the darkness. Jesus is the light of the world. Let him into the darkest resources or recesses of your hearts and memories. He joins us in the darkness to light the way out of it. And once you've received him as the light of your life, reflect his light to others. Show them the way. Show them that there is no darkness in the human heart greater than the light and the love of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that even though we're in a very dark time of the year, that all around us, we celebrate your light. We light candles at this time of the year. We decorate our houses. We decorate our trees. Our entire neighborhoods glisten with light. And we do that because we're remembering that at this time of the year, that the light of the world came into, the lo- into our world, into the darkness of this space, into the darkness of our hearts to show us the way home. And so, God, I pray today that if anyone is feeling just kind of overwhelmed right now by their circumstances, they feel like they're in a dark place, they don't know where to turn, they don't know to whom to turn, God, may your light, may the light of your presence Enter into that place that they feel is a place no one else understands, no one else gets. That God, they would feel you entering that place with them and showing them the light to light the way back home to your heart. And God, for all of us who know what it's like to have Christ as the light and the center of our life, help us to remember that that's not the end all be all, that God, we're given light so that we might reflect light to others. We are little mirrors in the hands of a God who wants to reflect that light into the darkest places and the darkest hearts. And so God, this year at Christmas, may we be that light to someone who's lost their way. May we be that light to someone who feels like they're ready to give up hope. May we be that light to the person who's beating themselves up and thinking that no one understands, no one gets it, no one really can relate to them at all. God, help us to be that light to show them that there is one in this world who joined us in our darkness to lead us out of that dark place and into your glorious light. Help us to reflect the love of Jesus Christ. I thank you, God, for the beauty and wonder of this season. May your light and the light of your love shine brightly in our lives. In your name, I pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a very Merry Christmas.